Talk show, taking old school viral. I'm your host, Manda O'Fox Gillespie. It's embarrassing all the stupid things I can think of to think about. Is there anything that could really bring my mind back to myself? Oops, let's try that again. Hello, neighbor, and welcome to Folk U Radio. Folk University is an experiment in neighborliness and slow learning and using our interests, our skills, and our beliefs as a way of connecting and bringing each other closer in community. This season, we are doing all sorts of different topics related to what is essential. And today... Well, today, you know what's essential? A little bit of celebration. Uh, so we have special guest host in with me today, Norlene Lillico. And she reached out to me and said, hey, let's do a special seasonal holiday and Christmas focused folk you here on Christmas Eve. And I couldn't resist. Let's start by asking ourselves where we call home. Where is the place that you live, work, and feel like you come home to? For me, that place is Cortez Island, and Cortez Community Radio sits on Cortez Island on the ancestral and territorial lands of the Klahus, the Klaaman, and the Hamako peoples. I'd like to spend a moment to thank this land. The air, the land itself, the waters, the creatures that make up this land. And I'd like to thank the people who have walked and cared for this land through time and all those that continue to love and work to honor this place we call home. Today, throughout time and throughout cultures in North America, we tend to um, celebrate or reflect on what it means to live in darkness and to welcome in the light. And I I felt like this, I was particularly excited when Norleen reached out to me and um, about having an opportunity where we could bring and celebrate a little bit of what we think that light aspect is. But in doing so, I also want to, for myself, give myself that reminder to make sure that I am learning the lessons and receiving the gifts of the darkness. And there's a story that I've never told out loud before. I've only written about, so we're, I'm just going to you know, try it here. Um, and there's a story that I think about a lot that is not from my people, but is from the, the people that have uh, lived in, um, on the Haida Gwaii, in the Haida Gwaii area for a long, long time. And this is a story that these people tell about creation and how the light came to be. 
And it is a story of Raven. And in this story, they talk about how Raven lived within this darkness and it was so inky black. And Raven at that time was white. And Raven stood out as different. And Raven had heard the stories of the light. And Raven had heard that there was an old man who lived with his daughter in a land and that that man kept hidden the light. And Raven, being curious, wanted to find this light, wanted to learn and discover and reveal this light. So Raven flew off to the land where he had heard that this man lived with a light kept in secret. And there he saw the daughter of the man bent over the water like a cedar bow. And she was drinking from the water. And Raven suddenly had an idea. And he took on the shape of a tiny little cedar needle. And she unknowingly drunk him up. And he grew inside the daughter. And grew and grew until one day she gave birth to what was as much human as Raven. But this was in the time of the dark, and we didn't have so much awareness or uh, emphasis on differences. So it was good enough. And he grew as her son, and she loved him as a son, and the old man loved him as a grandson. And he grew and grew, and one day he pointed to a box, and he said, Grandpa, What's in that box? And the grandpa opened the lid on the box and inside the box was another box and inside the box was another box and inside that box was another box all the way down until in the very last box out came an orb of brilliance so bright, so beautiful that Raven could not control himself. And he flew up taking on his raven form and grabbing that orb of light and he flew out of that house where he'd lived as the sun and he flew up up into the sky holding on to that orb of brilliance but as he flew eagle saw raven because now the world was being filled with light and eagle came rushing after raven to grab this orb of something. And in doing, in the fight that ensued, Raven dropped the orb and the orb fell to earth and splintered into a million pieces that bounced through the cosmos and became the sun and the moon and the stars. And all the people on the earth suddenly felt the light and felt the warmth and they came crawling out of their hiding places. And for the first time, the people saw each other. They saw themselves and they saw their differences. And from there, we had the people that became the creatures of the day and those that came the creatures of the night. And they went off into their different places and their different forms. And they saw their differences and they lived these differences. And Raven took on the dark. Raven became the inky black darkness that he had put an end to through his curiosity. 
and I, 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 I always want to know what comes after to some extent. I mean, I guess we're living the after, but I think what of what happened to Raven's mom? What's Raven? What happened when she saw her son fly away, never to return? Because I can't believe that she stopped loving. I can't believe that she, yeah, that she just forgot, right? And I, I wonder about those times. Like, what did we lose? What were those gifts of the darkness that we so quickly shed when all of a sudden we walked into the light? And so anyway, that's a story that I think about a lot this time of year and that I give, um, well, it's not mine to give, but I offer as a gift of reflection to, to all those um, who have something to learn from it. And with that, I would like to welcome Norlene here and say thank you so much for giving the gift of the inspiration of this show. Um, so welcome. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to have sparked the in inspiration. I will admit for many years, I was quite a grumbly humbug. Um, and um, have have just come around the spiral to the other side. And I think with um, enough decades of my life past, I can look at it a bit differently. Uh, as a pagan, as a born-again pagan, I, my holiday started on Tuesday with um, some winter solstice. So I started celebrating the return of the light then, and so I'm, I'm thrilled that you ha had the story of Raven and the light, because for many of us here in the Northern Hemisphere, this is weather-wise the dark time. It gets dark early, it's stormy, we're, we tend to become more isolated, and I thrill that we have this great holiday season to gather together, to share, to be generous, and feel that we have that um, connection, weave together the community. So I've brought some stories um, as a mom who has a son who's grown. I hope you're listening in, Duskin. <laughs> I love you. So the stories I used to tell him, I, I no longer have someone to tell to. So I'm also having a bit of joy from that, going through my books and picking out my favorites. And I thought maybe we'll start with a song and then I've got a, a, a story to tell myself. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, oh, what's this? What's the first song that we're we're gonna have? Oh, and we wanted to let people know that we have opened the phone lines today, and what we're hoping is that you might call in, and we can do a little uh, virtual caroling, um, or maybe you have a story or a little holiday wish that you want to send out. So we're going to open the phone lines um, for that. Uh, and the way that works here is that you can call in, particularly it's awesome if you call in when there's music playing, and then you can call in, we'll answer the phone, and you'll tell us what you want to do, and then we'll connect you uh, live over air. So don't worry, when you call in, you're not just suddenly on air um, to surprise you. But I think it would be really neat. So if you feel in any way inclined to share uh, a virtual carol or other Christmas um, 
bit of Christmas cheer or story, please do. Uh, we'd love to have you be part of the show. So you mm-hmm. can do that by calling 250-935-0200. 250-935-0200. Yes, and if you have a request, if you happen to hear a song like the one coming up that reminds you of another song that you really want to hear, please phone in. We will do our best to play your, your choices. So... Sit back, relax, enjoy this one. And we've got Have Yourself a Fairy Little Solstice. Um, okay. And this is with Karina Sky. With your crowns of light, dwarves and elves and goblins all put down the fire. Thank you. That was Karina Sky singing Have Yourself a Fairy Little Solstice. And now I have a little poem to read to you. I wish I had made it up myself, created it, but I didn't. I found it and read it and loved it. So CC, that's two capital letters, C is the name of the person, CC Williford, W-I-L-I-F-O-R-D, is the creative genius behind this. T'was the night before Yuletide, and all through the glen, not a creature was stirring, not a fox, not a hen. A mantle of snow shone brightly that night, as it lay on the ground, reflecting moonlight. The fairies were nestled, all snug in the trees, unmindful of flurries, 
and chilly north breeze. The elves and the gnomes were down in their burrows, sleeping like babes in their soft earthen furrows. When lo, the earth moved with a thunderous quake, causing chairs to fall over and dishes to break. The little folks scrambled to get on their feet. They raced to the river where they usually meet. What happened, they wondered, they questioned, they probed. As they shivered in night clothes, some bare-armed, some robed. What caused the earth shudder? What caused her to shiver? They all spoke at once as they stood by the river. Then what to their wondering eyes should appear? But a shining gold light in the shape of a sphere. It blinked and it twinkled. It winked like an eye. Then it flew straight up and was lost in the sky. Before they could murmur, before they could bustle, there emerged from the crowd with a swish and a rustle. A stately old crone with her hand on a cane, replendent in green with a flowering white mane. As she passed by them, the crone's perfume, smelling of meadows and flowers abloom, made each of the fey folk think of the spring when the earth wakes from slumber and the birds start to sing. My name is Gaia, the old crone proclaimed in a voice that at once was both wild and tamed. I've come to remind you, for you seem to forget, that Yule is the time of rebirth. And yet, I see no hearth fires, hear no music, no bells. The air isn't filled with rich, fragrant smells of baking and roasting and simmering stews, of cider that's mauled or other hot brews. There aren't any children at play in the snow or houses lit up by candle glow. Have you forgotten, my children, the fun of celebrating the rebirth of the sun? She looked at the fey folk, her eyes going round, as they shuffled their feet and stared at the ground. Then she smiled the smile that brings light to the day. Come, my children, she said, let's play. They gathered the mistletoe, gathered the holly, threw off the drab and drew on the jolly. They lit a big bonfire and they danced and they sang. They brought out the bells and clapped when they rang. They stung, strung lights on the trees and bows, oh so merry, in colors of cranberry, bayberry, cherry. They built giant snow beings and adorned them with hats. They surrounded them with snowbirds, snow cats, and snow bats. Then just before dawn, at the end of their fest, before they went home to seek out their rest, the fey folk they gathered round their favorite oak tree and welcomed the sun neath the tree's finery. They were just reaching home when it suddenly came, 
the gold light returned like an arrow-shot flame. It lit on the tree top where they could see from afar the golden light sphere turned into a star. The old crone just smiled at the beautiful sight. Happy Yuletide, my children, she whispered. Good night. And Uh, that's one of my faves. (laughs) I love it. What and I'd like to try to play um, a record yeah, song. What do you it's think? Time to get up and dance. Okay. Well, this is kind of a sad one. Oh, do you? Th- okay. If, if it works, this is okay. my first time. Um, if this works, oh. it'll be my first time successfully playing a record on the radio. So, um, uh, what what I'm hoping we're gonna hear is uh, "Christmas for Cowboys" by John Denver. Um, which is from John Denver's Christmas record. Uh, so I've this one goes out to and- Andrew and Jason, who um, who usually have a Christmas caroling party, but you know not this year. So let's see what happens uh, when I try to do that. Uh, and maybe you'll talk while I try to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Hang in there, Cortez and friends from near and far. We're about to spin some vinyl here, right where we are. And it's pretty exciting that um, I'm kind of knocking wood while I'm saying this because we had a huge fall of snow overnight and the electricity is still on. It's just so great. Um, It's like Christmas or something, you know, snow and electricity. Wow. Wonder what other people's best wishes are for this year. Um, and could that be playing? Are we hearing music? I, we 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 are. Um, you know what I'm realizing isn't that easy is getting to the right place on a record. Uh, um, so we may just have to give it one second while it gets there. But I think we are um, we are almost there. And if all actually does go right. We're going to be listening to Christmas for Cowboys by John Denver. Let's see. Let's see if we're there. We spend Christmas Day driving cattle over snow-covered plains. All of the good gifts given today. Ours is the sky and the wide open range. Back in the cities, they have different ways Football and eggnog, Christmas parades I'll take the blanket, I'll take the reins It's Christmas for cowboys, wide open plains Stop for the night Stars overhead The Christmas tree lights The wind sings a hymn As we bow down to pray It's Christmas for cowboys And wide open plains The 
stay Driving cattle over snow-covered plains So many gifts have been opened Ours is the sky, the wide open range. It's Christmas for cowboys and wide open plains. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I it wasn't perfect in the in getting into it, but now that I, I brought in a number of Christmas records, so um, I've got John Denver, I've got um, Snoopy, and I've got I think a, just a collection of classics. Oh, the Little Drummer Boy, and other classics. So um, had I known I was definitely going to be able to figure this out, I could have brought even more. So you have another song for us pulled up right now, right? You mentioned Snoopy, and that was my very next song. So what we can do is, if you want to get the vinyl set up, I can. No, no, I. Th- yep. You let's we'll do go. let's do yours. Okay, yeah, we'll go with this. All right, because once you sit for a bit, well, you just got to wiggle, and how can you not move to this one? So here is uh, Charlie song dance. And go. go. We're just having a, you know, who doesn't like to have a little bit of downtime on the radio? You're listening to CKTZ 89.5 Cortez Community Radio. This is Folk U Radio's special Christmas show. And we're going to we're gonna have a take two on Clarence Charlie Brown's... Clarence is committed to responsible beauty. Are we, are we going to do a take two? Yeah. Yeah, come on. We're just getting going. We're, we're going to have a take two on... Uh, is it called Charlie Brown's... Um, well, the cool thing is... I think it's called Charlie Brown's Christmas, which uh, is funny because they also have uh, a record that I've brought in called Snoopy's Christmas, which simply has one song about Snoopy, but misses all the things that we usually think about in the the Charlie Brown's Christmas song. Um, But we'll play some of those too because it's got uh, a number of of the Christmas classics.
has another little uh, break. Yeah, can we just restart it? Yeah. Well, I have an I- another idea. Charlie Brown is just skipping away under my fingertips here. Um, this is a technologically challenged gal sitting here in this seat. And my nimble fingers are just, I don't know. I, I actually think it has to do with my giantess fingers on this elfin keyboard. That's going to be my reason in this moment. <laughs> so um, another of my favorite songs has popped up and... Since it's ready to roll, I'm just going to go with Brenda because she's so great. This is Brenda Lee, and she's singing Jingle Bell Rock. And I encourage you to get up, move that body, dance around the kitchen. Yes, Brenda. <laughs> That's a great tune she sang. It brings me back to Christmases way long time ago. And I'm just feeling so blessed with this snow today. I have another story to read from the book. And the book is called The Snow Fairy. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Patricia Jansen, J-A-N-Z-E-N. And the only thing about reading books over the radio is you don't get to see the amazing illustrations. So um, I do encourage you to look up this book, should you have time. The Snow Fairies of Amble Twist. Oh, and they even have a www. 
ambletwist.com. And here comes. In Amble Twist, a long time ago, the snow fairies lived in a land of snow. There was Twyla so dainty with gossamer wings, a Northern Lights princess who, among other things, lived in a castle, a shimmering place, which glistened and shone like the stars out in space. Her brothers were playing outside in the snow while the cold north wind continued to blow. Twyla, come quickly. Look over there. I see frostnicks floating on air. Milo pointed his finger up high to the right, where Twyla beheld such an awesome sight. Hundreds of frostnicks, like wisps of smoke, were riding the wind. Nobody spoke. I see them, I see them, Rigel said. They're going to land, but not on my head. They all flew for cover back to the castle. Why were they here, and why such a hassle? Invisible, almost with long flowing hair. You could scarcely see them, and then they weren't there. Hmm, I'm scared of Frostnicks, Milo quietly muttered. Twyla held him close and felt him shudder. Someone was knocking and it gave them a scare. Open up, snow fairies. I know you're there. Twyla opened the door and the north wind blew in. And there stood a frost nick, his lips in a grin. He almost, most certainly looked like a ghost. Yet Twyla, politely, a dutiful host, asked him to enter and pull up a chair, trying her best to be kind and not stare. My name is Twyla, and who might you be? I'm Nicky the Frost, Nick, from over the sea. You won't believe this. It seems like a joke, but we're lost. And that's what he said when he spoke. It seems we've been riding this wind forever. We can't get home because of the weather. Can you possibly help us out of our plight? I think what we need is the northern light to make the wind blow in the other direction. It's just a slight problem that needs a correction. Twyla looked out the window and there on the ground sat hundreds of frostnicks not making a sound. Their wispy grayness blew hither and yon. Such a pitiful sight to gaze upon. Nicky, said Twyla, you'll get your chance. I'll call out the fairies. We'll do our dance. Their song made a low humming noise in the sky, and they gathered up fairies as they flew by. Snow fairies singing the snow fairy song. They knew it by heart. Not one word was wrong. Snow fairies, fairies in the snow, flying high and flying low, upwards, downwards, here we go. Fairies, fairies in the snow. We fly in rows, we fly in lines. We flick our rings ten thousand times. 
the northern sky is filled with light when all the fairies take flight. Soon colors were flashing, the sky was aglow. The north wind called out, Which way shall I go? Twyla answered the wind, Please blow to the west. It's the home of the Frostnicks, the place they love best. Then the Frostnicks were swept right up from the ground and lifted lightly, homeward bound. Their whispers were heard as they rode through the mist. Thanks for helping us, Twyla of Amble Twist. And I I really like that story because it talks about strangers and being lost in the weather. And, you know, us on Cortez, we know all about being stranded from the weather. And also that strangers might look different and we might even be a bit afraid of them. And yet really, when a moment was taken and questions were asked and answers were listened to, the strangers just wanted to get home. Yes. Okay, and we have a caller um, who who has called in so uh, to to send some greetings, and this is a perfect time because it's talking about home. Uh, she's she's wants to talk about home and being a stranger in a new land. So, uh, if all goes well, we'll have our caller uh, join us on line here. Uh, Teresa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and they even have one of your songs pulled up. So, um, so go shoot, go away. <laughs> Great. Well, I just wanted to call and say a very Merry Christmas to all of Cortez from us, and I was really thrilled to see that you were doing this show today. And the two songs that I thought of that are very meaningful for me around Christmas time out of many one is, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Even though it is a very Christian Christmas song, it's very meaningful for me because it talks about community and coming together and the beautiful music and the sense of togetherness and unity that can come singing in a choir, large or small, all together. And the other one is um, Old Lang Syne by Doogie McLean on the Putumayo Celtic Christmas album. And... Um, that's very meaningful for me because I'm descended from Scottish immigrants. And, um, again, that sense of community is really important. And having moved to a new place, I'm sitting here next to my Christmas tree looking towards Cortez and have been thinking of all of you and what a precious, special community it is there that we were so blessed to be a part of. And what a gift that is in these times that... All of us have that place where we feel welcomed and supported. And the neighbors who walk by that wave, the people driving their cars that know you live there, even if they don't know your name, they wave. And I just think that, especially given the years that we've all been going through, that it's so important to remember the blessings and the gift of the community that we all share. And so... I just wanted to say to all of you from us a very, very merry, special, safe, and happy Christmas and happy new year. Thank you so much, Teresa, for, for calling in your, um, you know, your, your whole family is much missed and appreciated. And thank you for reminding us all what a special thing it is 
to live here and for being the first person to call in with your musical suggestions, both of which we will play. Uh, Norlene's going to say a little something and then we'll we'll put the music on. Oh, great. Yes. Sounds great. Merry Christmas, one and all. Oh, Teresa, it's so great to hear your voice. You're all Yours missed. Too. And of course, <laughs> the light you brought with more ways than one, your candles and your family, all of the wonderful times. Good to hear you. And now we'll listen to some of your music. Thanks. Thanks. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all the acquaintance be forgot and days of old land sign for old land sign dear for old land sign we'll take a cup oh kindness yet for days of old land sign We twa heran About the braes And put the gowans fine But we've wandered many Weary fed since days of old and we twa he peddled in the barn Frae morn and sun till dine But seas between us braid he rode Since days of old land sign For old land sign for old land sign We'll take a cup Oh kindness yet For days of old land sign And 
my trusty fear and gaze a hand o thine and we'll talk erect get well he walked for all of Langsine for all of Langsine dear for all of Langsine we'll take a cup oh kindness yet for all of Langsine for all land sign my dear for all land sign we'll take a cup oh kindness yet for all land sign That was Old Lang Syne from the Dougie, from, by Dougie McLean. Uh, that was a, a request. We have one more um, that we're going to put. We're going to play in a little bit, which is "Oh Come All Ye Faithful." But we've had another request, so we're going to. Um, I think we're going to do that that request live on air. We're going to do the request live on air. Okay, so we're going to do another request live on air. Just give us one second while I do all of this behind the scenes technical stuff let's see all right do you are you there hello everyone it's duskin here i was just listening to my mom and thank you so much for having me on the show i just wanted to make a request for silver bells because it's christmas in vic city here where i'm living right now and i used to have a show back in the day on cortez radio and it's super cool to call in it's super cool that you did call in. Thank you so much. You are um, a real angel, uh, clearly. Uh, you're, I love you, And you're making Thank your mom you. so happy. Which, <laughs> <laughs> what more can we ask for on Christmas? Okay, so... Uh, sure. silver Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Mom. I love you. Aww. From Victoria. Oh, we're having just a, um, it's playing, but you're not hearing it yet, but you will. (laughs) Forgive us. Technical, technical problems rain. (laughs) Um, Okay, here we go. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smiles.
Was that was nice? Do we? Can we go back and do a "Come All Ye Faithful"? Absolutely. Did you? Make my own gear. Um, okay, so I'm going to. Um, I I just found one that appealed to me. Um, we may not be able to play the whole thing, but it is it's recorded at Westminster Abbey, which. I just thought that that sounded pretty exciting. So um, if we don't like it, we can we can always stop it short. Let's see. Let's see what we think.
Dear friends in Christ, as we meet this night to celebrate the birth of Christ, let us pray that God... Okay, well, we probably don't need the whole uh, uh, sermon um, uh, as well. <laughs> but some, some of you might like that, but um, not quite as musically interesting. Uh, all right, and we have, you have, we have another one lined up. What do we have? I do. Well, this is a complete shift of gears, um, as the multicultural reality of Cortez is. Um, I had been thinking about, you know, the favorite Christmas stories or Christmases to remember. And honestly, I have one from this year. I had the wonderful experience of being gifted a gift basket um, from the youth. And I also was lucky enough to get it hand-delivered by a couple of my favorite kids, and that would be um, Delia and Trillium. And I have to tell you, these gift bags are so sweet. There's like homemade cookies and the most amazing chocolates and hand-rolled candles. It just really brings in the light and the love of the community. And not only did I get the gift of of, you know, the bag full of wonderful treats, I also was sung a song. Their favorite song they sang to me was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> so we're going to shift totally over into, and I happen to find one that I remember from my kidhood. This will let you know the decades I've been around. And it's another cowboy special. This is Gene Autry. Um, singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So, Delia, I hope um, you and Trillium as well are listening in. You can sing along, you can dance along, and I happen to know you can even cartwheel along. So, I hope you enjoy. Happy holidays, folks, wherever you may be. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall The most famous reindeer of all Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows all of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history
very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Love that one. It's just a, a good old classic. You are listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM, and on the web at CortezRadio.ca. This is Folk University's Folk U Radio Show. Norlene Lillico is joining me, your host, Manda O'Fox Gillespie, and we are just winging it Christmas style. Um, and uh, Holiday style, solstice style, bah humbug style, uh, Hanukkah style, except for Hanukkah's over. Um, so we're just we're just having fun here um, to celebrate the holiday and what we hope is a little bit of time for for you to have community connection, reflection on the things that matter this time of year. So thank you so much for all who have called in. We are asking you to call in, neighbor. Give us your request. Come on airs. Tell a story. Uh, tell an appreciation or bonus points if you will sing a carol over the phone to us. Yes. We, we haven't yet had anyone do that, but I'm pretty sure someone's going to. Come on, be the first. Um, usually just takes one or two, and then everybody will start streaming in. So you can call in at 250-935-0200. Once again, you don't have to be scared because you can just call in. You talk to me. I'm pretty friendly. Uh, and then you'll tell us what you want to do from that point so if you don't want to if you just want to make a request uh, that's also fine you don't have to go on air at all we've had a number of requests thank you so much for all those who've called in with your requests so far so again we would love to hear from you 250-935-0200 norlene what's next well next i have a another oldie goldie um i need to plug in the computer because it's there we go, my long arms. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> um, and this is to get you up and moving some more. Let's see. The Ronettes sleigh ride.
Oh man, I like the uh, the ending on that. <laughs> I know you have to wait. Yeah, we could have even given it maybe more time. Uh, we have a correction for one of the songs we played, oh, right? Oh yes, hi, human being that I am. Uh, I made a mistake, and the way I learn is well, the way we all learn actually is that we make mistakes. So when I said that the song "Have Yourself a Fairy." Little Solstice, I gave the wrong artist. It's actually by Maria Stark. That's M-A-R-Y-A-S-T-A-R-K. Um, so yes, I do have a song that's by Karina Sky. Um, it may be... Are we want to bring it up? Or do oh, you have a song ready? I have a song ready. Oh, you have a song I, ready. I thought, we, let's go back to, um, to yes. another classic. We're going to spin some vinyl again. We're, yeah, we had so much fun. We're going to try to do the, uh, to yeah, spin some vinyl again. Um, and do you remember what we were playing? Yes, we're playing Snoopy's album. And it's, you know, the day that is today. Let's make some Frosty the Snowman. So I hope people have been out there already making snowmen. And I think we might have contact. Frosty the snowman was a happy, jolly soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale they say He was made of snow but the children know How he came to life one day There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found For when they placed it on his head He began to dance around Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be And the children say he could laugh and play Just the same as you and me Down right to the traffic cop He had to pause a moment When he heard them holler stop Frosty the snowman Had to hurry on his way But he waved goodbye Saying don't you cry I'll be back again someday That may not have been what you were expecting, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's that's my from my Snoopy's Christmas vinyl. There you go. Who knew Snoopy? You know, that's his music scene. I guess that, that's Snoopy's music scene. It's a little bit more classic, a little bit than you may have <laughs> been expecting or hoping for. What do we have next? Well, I have a dedication next, oh. and this is for my dear sister, Marg. Um, we call her Auntie M because she lives on the farm in Alberta, and 
they know extreme weather there too. So um, this is a song that I remember her singing. There's a few Christmas songs that I think of you, Marg, and and we I've already played Jingle Bell Rock, so that one wasn't going to work. However, there is this classic, and it is David Bowie, Bing Crosby, singing the little drummer boy with Peace on Earth. And it's a good time for some Peace on Earth. It's dark. Hello. You the new butler? <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've been the new anything. What's happened to uh, Hudson? I guess he's changing. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Um, oh, I'm David Bowie. I live down the road. Oh. Sir Percival lets me use his piano when he's not around. He's not around, is he? I can honestly say I haven't seen him, but come on in. Come in. I'm going to do Come on in. Are you related to Sir Percival? Well, distantly, yeah. Uh... Oh, you're not the... Uh... Poor relation from America, right? Ha! <laughs> Gee, news sure travels fast, doesn't it? I'm Bing. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the one that sings, right? Well, right or wrong, I sing either way. Oh, well, I sing too. Oh, good. What kind of singing? Well, mostly the contemporary stuff. Do you, uh, do you like modern music? Oh, I think it's marvelous. Some of it really fine. But tell me, uh, you ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh, yeah, sure. I like, uh, John Lennon. And the other one with uh, Harry Nelson. Ooh, you go back that far, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> None of us is these days. In fact, I've got a six-year-old son, and he really gets excited around the Christmas holiday mm-hmm. thing. Do you go in for any of the traditional things in the uh, boy household Christmas time? Oh, yeah, most of them, really. Uh, presents, tree, decorations, agents sliding down the chimney. What? I was just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> Actually, uh, our family do most of the things that other families do. We sing the same songs. Do you? I even have a go at White Christmas. You do, huh? And this one. This is my son's favorite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing. Gifts we bring Pray. 
true As for my child And your child too I'll sing my day of glory I'll sing my day When men of good will Live in peace Live in peace again Peace on earth That was great. Ha, ah, hearts are full. And now we have an even fuller heart because we got a call in. Manda, do you want to explain what's going on with our call in? We are going to have our first attempt at online caroling or yes. over the phone caroling. Now, this is even more complicated than than it would usually be because we have um a Julian and Beatrix, uh, and uh, and maybe you guys are going to have to introduce your, yourselves um, because who knows if I've introduced you correctly. But Julian and Beatrix have called in, and they're calling from two different places. Uh, it's true. It's true. Okay, so where are you both calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from my cozy little cabin in Whale Town, where I'm covered in snow. I'm calling from Victoria, where it's sunny and mild. um and we're what we're going to try to do is see if it can be like we're all together in a room with some caroling so you know what i think if nothing else you guys get all the gold stars because you are one attempting it and two uh the first so thank you (laughs) thank you manda for inviting us to do this wonderful experiment (laughs) um just to introduce the song, it's it's taught to Julian and myself by our Gaelic singing teacher, who's in Glengarry County, and it's a really beautiful lullaby, um, told from the perspective of Mary singing to her baby Jesus, um, and I guess the like Gaelic or Gaeldom, the Gaeltach was colonized by Christianity as early as like 600 uh, common era. So the Christian faith has been kind of interwoven with pagan belief for a very long time. And so I think this, this song is pretty special because until um, I learned it, I'd never actually heard like a, a religious Christmas song that was told from the perspective of Mary and just like it uses some of the most beautiful language to address somebody you love in the whole Gaelic language. So it's just a really special song. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Hallelujah, 
that I um, spoke Gaelic so I could understand more but um, the that tenderness tell you what it, what it meant yeah yeah. it goes my dear my love my joy are you my wonder and happiness are you my handsome goodly young one are you I'm unworthy to be near you my love whose eye has tender gaze my love whose heart is full of love though you are a babe without fault you will grow in victory Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you both for being willing to uh, be our fearless leaders um, and, and, and you know, not let, let technology bring us closer together instead of stand between us. So I appreciate you very much. Oh, thanks, Amanda. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you. Thank you, Amanda. Wonderful. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Oh, how and now I think Norlene has another song to introduce for us. Yes, I do. And I do want to encourage anyone who's thinking of calling in, please pick up that phone, sing to us. That was so enjoyable. And here comes, I got Brenda Lee again. And this time she's singing Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree.
Christmas tree Have a happy holiday Everyone dancing merrily In the new old-fashioned way Oh, that was fun. You're... You're... <laughs> You are listening to Folk You Radio's Christmas Edition here on CKTZ eighty nine point five FM, and oh, I think we're I think we're going to do another classic on the turntable, um, if that meets with everyone's approval, uh, and if it doesn't, you can call in here at two five zero nine three five zero two zero zero and tell us what you would like to hear, or bonus points for calling in and doing a carol or a story of your own all holiday theme um or reflective reflective uh pieces welcome and um, it doesn't have to be what i listen to or or want to hear it's about you okay so um i am doing another one from the john denver christmas album and this is uh, an oldie but goodie we're playing it on vinyl and it is silent night holy night or i i hope it's going to be um so let's see let's see how we do here silent night holy night Thank you. 
forget and then re-remember when I'm listening to records um, how short a record is. Uh, each side of a record is what 15-20 minutes and you know versus a playlist or even a CD not that people remember CDs even uh, <laughs> but a playlist you know playlist just goes on and on for hours um, or if you're listening to Spotify or hopefully the radio uh, it just goes on and on. You don't have to get up, <laughs> turn it over every 15 minutes, take out another one out of the sleeve, put it on. So I'm appreciating the the physical effort um, involved with the turntable. Well, and it's a visceral thing, right? You're flipping through the albums first. You got to flip through the albums. You flip through the albums or pull, pull them out. Cover, yeah. <laughs> Open the sleeve, look at the artwork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole like putting everything away when you're done that is not there when you're listening to to Spotify or even the radio. Uh, What do we have next? Well, I actually thought I'd uh, read another story. Okay, great. Ready for the story? And this uh, little book is called Star Mother's Youngest Child. It's written by Louise Moir. Moir, M O E R I. Um, I really like it because it speaks to me a lot about what the spirit of this season is about. There was once a woman who lived all by her own. She had outlived her own family of parents and sisters and brothers. Having no children or grandchildren of her own, there was no one to keep her company in her old age. She had lived out her life in the hut Her parents had left her on the edge of the forest. And as the years passed, the villagers, just over the hill, gradually forgot she was there. Once upon a Christmas, the old woman sat drowsing and grumping before a low fire. Her tiny house was in order. The cow fed, the chickens shut up for the night, the water pumped, the wood brought in, and her solitary bowl of soup cooling on the table beside her. All was in order for the winter night, but still she rocked and grumbled. Just once, she muttered, only once. Is it too much to ask? She darted a harsh glance upward, but all she saw were the ceiling beams, blackened by the many fires. Just once I'd like to have a real Christmas with a Christmas tree and presents and candles lit and music and a feast. She looked all around, but there was no one to talk to, no one to complain to, only her old dog sleeping and twitching on the earth rug at her feet. Uproar, she said to the dog, nudging him gently in the ribs. You're a good dog, an excellent dog. But I can't celebrate a Christmas with you. 
Outside, the wind blew as cold as the breath of frost against the little house, and snowflakes lifted up from the drifts and ran about like little girls in white dresses. A wolf howled at the moon, and the shadows of the forest grew blacker and blacker as the night wore on. At last, the old woman, tired of rocking and grumbling, she ate her soup, took off her clothes and put on her nightdress and her nightcap. Just before she blew out the candle for the last time, she went to the door, opened it, and looked out. Seeing the vast canopy of stars overhead, all of them twinkling and shimmering up there together like some great family of acrobats in silver sequins, the old woman thrust back her head and shouted right up at the stars, just once I'd like to celebrate a Christmas. Is that too much to ask? And then she went to bed. Now, there was another old woman who was troubled on that winter night. Up in the sky, the star mother was in great agitation. She was sweeping and smoothing the clouds, scrubbing the faces of the smaller stars, and cleaning the windows of heaven so all the brightest light could shine through. Worst of all, she was constantly bothered by the peevish whining of her youngest child. The star mother's youngest child, so new he had not yet been given a name, was dawdling and diddling around the sky, banging into constellations and scuffling up the clouds his mother had just smoothed out so carefully. He fussed and he pestered, and nothing would please him. Finally, in a rage, Star Mother seized a comet by the tail and waved it over her head. Now, youngest child, unless you stop this chittering and chattering and clittering and clattering, I'm going to thrush you. Youngest child howled and hopped around and sobbed. What's the matter? cried Star Mother. Here it is Christmas Eve, and of all nights of the year, the sky must be its most beautiful. And with all this work I have to do, cleaning and polishing and dusting and sweeping, I have to be bothered by a cranky youngest child? Youngest child howled even louder. Mother, he wailed, just once I want to celebrate a Christmas, like they, do, like they do down there. He pointed out the window and, of course, pointed to the earth, floating like an iridescent green Christmas bauble far below. Mother Earth put down her comet and stopped to listen, as all good mothers do, her hands on her hips and her hair all spangled with stardust. Well, she said thoughtfully, if that's all that's troubling you, hmm, I suppose it could be arranged. But only this once. Would it really make you happy, youngest child? Oh, yes, mother, cried youngest child. After all, by next year I'll have grown so big, I'll have to take my place in one of the constellations, 
like all your other children. But this year, this Christmas, I would so love to celebrate with a Christmas tree and candles and presents and music. Is that too much to ask? Hmm, I suppose not, grumbled Star Mother, smiling to herself. Now you run along and I'll think of a plan. Christmas morning dawned clear and cold. The forest behind the old woman's lonely hut was so still, so brilliant, in the first rays of the sun, that one would have thought the whole world had been carved out of ice. Sleepy smoke crept up from the chimneys of all the village, and some time later the church bell began to chime. But even the sound of the bell did not rouse the old woman in the hut. She was deep under the coverlets, in a deeper dream of, what was it? Music? But then there was such a sound that did wake her up. Bang, bang, bang. Hello, the house. Wake up, wake up. Grumbling and wheezing, the old woman roused herself, threw back her blankets, and fumbling for her slippers, she drew a quilt around her shoulders and stumbled across the floor. Who's there? The old woman opened up the door. There, upon the doorstep, stood the raggediest, ugliest, most unattractive child. She had ever seen. He had patched up clothes of some hmm, uncertain style. A wrinkled brown face and spiky yellow hair that stood up like dry grass all over his head. Worst of all, he looked both cold and hungry. Well, well, shouted the old woman, who was a little deaf and, hmm, like all deaf people, thought it was the others who could not hear. Who are you? What do you want? The ugly child stood blinking and shuffling on the doorstep. He seemed as nonplussed about seeing the old woman as she was upon seeing him. Did you want me to see? Hmm, said the ugly child. I don't know. Well, shouted the old woman again. What is it you want? We'll both freeze to death with the door open while I, you stand there all tongue-tied. I was looking, said the ugly child at last, for Christmas. With a howl, the old woman threw up her hands. Mercy, mercy, she cried, to be wakened on a freezing day. Like this by a vagabond, whose wits have um, evidently frozen too. Looking for Christmas, I'll be bound. And where did you expect to find Christmas? Here? The ugly child peered past the old woman into the poor little hut. He carefully took in the shabby furniture, the bare table, the sparse stores of food and clothing. Well, he muttered, here is where I am. The old woman was beside herself. With every passing moment, the hut was getting colder, 
and her woodpile was none too large at best. Oh, come in, come in, she cried in exasperation. At least it will be easier talking with you on the inside than on the outside. She grabbed the boy's arm and dragged him unceremoniously into the room. Uproar, who was also a little deaf, woke up and dashed up barking. But the old woman shushed him and sent him to sit under the table. He lay there blinking and scowling and licking his chops as he stared at the boy's skinny arms and legs. Any one of them would have made him a welcome meal. What better use could there be of such an ugly child? You're from the village, aren't you? said the old woman, peering at the visitor. That's who you are, one of those rascally boys who come out here and steal my watermelons and chase my cow till she won't give milk. Out with it. What prank were you going to play with me today? The ugly child had walked over to look at the cold fireplace, where only a few red coals glimmered in the ashes. What's this? he asked. Mercy, cried the old woman. Anyone with half their wits can see it's a fireplace, and with the fire gone out too. Here, help me lay the fire. She grabbed a handful of straw from the basket and some twigs, and then a small stick or two. Kneeling on the hearth, she fed first the smaller, then the larger fuel into the coals. With a great deal of snapping and popping, the fire woke up, began to eat the straw, and soon was blazing nicely. The ugly child, who was still standing idly by, stretched out a hand. Pretty, he muttered. Ah, pretty, is it? grumbled the old woman. But... A kettle on the, to boil is even prettier. Fetch me the water pail in the corner. But the ugly child did not seem to know what the water pail was, nor even yet a corner. The old woman was forced to bring the water, fill the kettle, and start a bit of mush cooking. To settle her nerves and to start her blood warming, she also made some tea. The ugly child sniffed as the fragrance of steaming hot tea rose from her old pewter mug. Oh, ugly brat, muttered the old woman. Where did you get that huge nose? It's all wrinkled like a, a potato or a rock. The ugly child blinked. He felt his nose. It was wrinkled. Well, he said defensively, you're not all that pretty either. The old woman stomped her foot, sloshing hot tea down her chin. One more word like that and I will send you packing, she shouted. I don't care who you are or where you come from. You'll mind your manners in my house. The ugly child sniffed again. His brown face was a kind of dusty color and it almost seemed to change shape, like a shifting tangle of rock and sand as he spoke. What's in the pot, he asked. Mush, said the old woman, and I suppose you want some. Oh, I suppose so, said the ugly child. If that's all there is. The old woman was so angry she grabbed the ladle and slapped a great gob of hot mush onto the bowl. But some of the mush had splashed up onto the face of the ugly child. The old woman stopped in horror. 
She had not meant to hurt him, but instead of howling in pain, the ugly child simply reached out with his tongue and licked his cheek. Mm, it's good, he said. Somewhat taken aback, the old woman ladled out her own mush and put a jug of cream on the table. Isn't any sugar, she said tartly, although it wasn't really true. She had some sugar hidden away, but she certainly wasn't going to waste it on this little ragamuffin. What's sugar? asked the ugly child. When their bowls were empty, the old woman went into the lean-to and put on her workday dress. She pulled on heavy woolen stockings, leather boots, and tied on her shawl and bonnet. What are you going to do? asked the ugly child. Chores, snapped the old woman. What else? She took a couple of buckets from the bench and went out. The ugly child followed her. The sun had risen into a dazzling blue sky, but seemed not to have warmed the air at all. As they walked towards the cow shed, their breath hung in front of them in a white mist and their noses pinched together. The ugly child followed at the old woman's heels while uproar floundered beside them through the drifted snow. All the roofs were capped with heavy snow, and the fir trees hung heavy with icicles that gleamed in the sun like festoons of diamonds. Hey, cried the ugly child. I see one. I see one. What? What? Where? cried the old woman, expecting a wolf at the very least. A Christmas tree, cried the ugly child. He had left the path and gone a bit towards the woods and he stood there, pointing. His strange little face glowed, and his spiky hair stood up, as if the wind were blowing through it. Before him, a small green fir, so plump and pretty, it would have made a model for any Christmas tree in the world. Its feathery branches moved, and the icicles danced and tinkled. The old woman stared. Well, it did look a little like a Christmas tree. What do we do, cried the ugly child, now that we've found our Christmas tree? He was dancing around in the snow and yanking on the fringes of her shawl, so excited. Is there something more we should do? Well, I should think so, grumbled the old woman. We have to cut it and take it inside the house. You certainly don't think a body can have a proper Christmas tree out here beside a cow shed, do you? In a moment, the old woman fetched her axe from the lean-to, cut the tree, and carried it into the house. There, she cried, some irritation. That's what a Christmas tree looks like. She stuck the end of the trunk of the tree in a leaky old bucket and made it tight with rocks. And so it sat beside the fireplace, green and wonderful, well, said the old woman, pinching her lip between her fingers. It lacks a few things. So she went about the house, opening boxes and drawers and fumbling on shelves and under the bed even. At last, she had assembled a little pile of things. Bright yarn, an old thimble, a little bell, some broken beads. In a few moments, her nimble fingers had attached them to the tree. The tree fairly glowed. Now that's what a proper Christmas tree should look like, said the old woman. The ugly child sighed. 
It's beautiful, he said, and his odd brown eyes twinkled deeply in his crumbly face. Now it must be time for a feast. Feast, cried the old woman. Well, I never. A beggar shows up on my doorstep and invites me, no orders me to prepare a feast. That old woman grumbled and mumbled and bumped around. But finally, the soup kettle was bubbling on the earth, and the old woman threw in a pinch of this and a pinch of that. Next thing she knew, she had her great bowl measuring out flour, egg and milk, and bread was soon mixed, raised and kneaded, raised and raised again. The old woman patted it for luck and tucked it into the oven. Oh, what about presents? Asked the ugly child suddenly. There should be presents for each of us. Abominable child, shrieked the old woman. Here I am with an aching back, throbbing feet. I've worked my fingers to the bone, the very bone, to keep Christmas. And, hmm, a gift. And yet, a part of the woman looked back on the day and realized it wasn't so bad. And there was a buckle. Silver it was, and very old. She had been holding it, saving it special for that day when she should wear it on her black dress all laid out in her coffin. But then she wondered, and she thought. And in a moment, she wrapped up and tucked that wee gift into the tree. Together they enjoyed the feast, and then the old woman gave the gift. I love the buckle, said the child. I'll wear it forever, you'll see. And as the night grew still, he realized it was time to go. Really, already, said the old woman. But but wait, we've not had any music yet. The ugly child opened the door and smiled. Just wait, you'll have your music. And he was gone. The old woman wandered back to the house and noticed a gift from the child. The ugly child had left her a gift. She squatted down and drew it out, surprised by its great weight but it didn't rattle. Carefully, she opened the string and lifted back the paper. And as she did so, out came the sound of bells and the sound of laughter and the smell of ham bone stew and baking bread and the light of a candle and the light of stars. I'll keep it forever, said the old woman. Up in the sky, Star Mother was happy to see her youngest child. Tell me about it, asked Star Mother. Tell me about your Christmas. Oh, Mother, it was enough, he said, as he lifted to take his place in the sky. Thank you for that. It was a bit longer of a story than I remembered, and I did condense the and a wee bit, so should you get the book yourself, you'll enjoy a slightly longer version.
I love it. May all of our Christmases be enough. We are really lucky to have some more carolers on the phone. If all's gone well, Um, uh, uh, Emmanuel, are you there? Yes, we're here, me and several others. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. You you are live. Would you like to say um, what you're going to be singing for us? We have two live carols for you. First is one that Isa wrote, and it's called We're All Little Children. Perfect. We're all little children Under the endless sky I think it's awesome Thank you. 
lovely. And what's next? Next is a version of Christmas in Killarney, which was adapted for Cortez Island quite a few years back, um, prior to a big Christmas party we threw at Manson's Hall, I think around 2010. And um, uh, do you want to tell us where you're where you're calling in from today? <laughs> well, we're actually calling in from Willow Point, but our hearts are with you all on Cortez as well. Oh, well, thank you so much for calling. I can't wait for this next one. Um, and I guess we can still say this is the Awakeneers, even though we people may have first heard this as the Mary McKenties. Is that right? Yes. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, this is Christmas on Cortez. We're gathered here with festive cheer and tidings back from far and near. It's Christmas on Cortez with all the folks we know. What a jolly time to sing and dine with all these merry friends so fine. The standard laws you know, of course, is one of the folks in mind. Around the souls of feeling, rejoicing in the store. As the days begin to lengthen, the sun returns once more. so much my new favorite christmas song um (laughs) i'm I'm looking for the studio version for next year (laughs) thank you so much and that's pretty much a wrap to our first ever um live christmas show norlene what closing words and then maybe we can go out listening to to a some this the sparkling sounds of chestnuts sounds good to me Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and merry, happy, everything to all. There we go. Peace on Earth. And here is Nat King Cole singing Chestnuts on an Open Fire. Enjoy, everyone. 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to you 